Can you do your seagull noise? It's hard on my throat these days. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> it's actually like harder to that's do. A, that's our intro. Oh! Oh! Welcome back to Musical Squares, where we four squares rank and review every album ever recorded in order to form a definitive list. Now let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Dennis. I'm Max. My name is Brett. My name is Nick. And today we're going to talk about Prince's Purple Rain. Yeah, that's right. I picked this album. Um, I'm going to give a brief overview of this. Uh, so this is the first album in Prince's recording career that has credited both him and the Revolution. Now, you might say did he, he had the Revolution. Did huh? he have albums before this? Yeah. I honestly didn't know that. This is his sixth album. I didn't do research. Okay. I'm the I'm the audience here. You tell me the facts. Well, a good audience would be quiet and let me get to the intro. Oh, and uh, Dennis, can we discuss how 1999 had the Revolution backwards? Yes. See, I was actually going to bring that up. The Revolution was his backing band prior to this album, but there's a little bit of a lineup change. Des Dickerson, out on guitar. No. Repl- oh, yeah. He was gone. <laughs> what? He was gone. Des the Dick Dickerson? That, <laughs> that might have been his nickname. I really don't know. Desi D. Yeah. The Dick went down, for sure. He was replaced by Wendy Melvoin, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, on guitar. You might think, wow, a lady on guitar? Progressive. What's he do? Yeah, very progressive. <laughs> when was this? 2010? Uh, 1984. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't really name any other good female guitar players from back then other than Nancy Wilson. Uh, I can't think of another one. Doro. Doro was all right. Doro didn't play guitar. Uh, uh, Who? Debbie Lita Harry. Ford, she was all right. Lita, oh, yeah, Lita Ford was just coming around. Yeah. Uh, Joan Jett, too. Joan Jett, so, yeah. I mean, there's, there's only a, a handful, maybe two handfuls. Abba. In the world? I'm sure there were yeah. more in the world, yeah. I was going to say that too. <laughs> I, I, were, I, I was wondering I where we were them. going with that. There were six guitar-playing women. It couldn't have been too much more. Let's just say that we're we're trying our best. Yeah. You know, we don't know everyone. Clearly. It, it was a jest. Don't, don't, don't take it out on me. I don't want the pitchforks coming to my house. Um, anywho, uh, Purple Rain, the soundtrack to the motion picture of the same name, um, I believe this was Prince's acting debut. Um, it, it's a great movie for what it is, but l- let's just talk about the album, not, you know, purifying yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Great, great idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, before Prince started releasing albums with the Revolution, uh, credited, um, he pretty much played everything except for maybe some backing vocals or like a little bit of keyboards and something. This is an actual band album and his first one. Uh, so you actually get to hear the other band members play on the recordings. I read uh, most of the synth was two other guys, two or three other guys. Um, I don't, I, like I said, I know nothing about this band. So I think, I think two of the tracks are just Prince solo where he still plays everything. And then the other tracks, uh, it'll be Dr. Fink on keyboards and Lisa Coleman as the other keyboard player. Uh, she also provides backing vocals with Wendy. So she was a lady. All these girls. <laughs> yes. 
if I remember right, it was um, uh, Computer Blues and When Doves Cry are the two he did by himself, right? No. <laughs> I know When Doves Cry was completely just him. Um, mm. Was it the Beautiful Ones that he was the only member? I'm pretty sure the ones he did by himself were the Beautiful Ones and Darling Nikki. Almost positive. Well, there was, off to there was some start. women's voices in Darling Nikki. He couldn't have done those. He may uh, have. Have you heard him? Hmm? Didn't it? Is the water warm enough? Was that that song? Yes, Lisa. Yeah. That's Computer Blue. No, yeah, that's okay. Computer Blue. Yes, okay. Lisa. Good podcasting. Yeah. Well, yes, Lisa. We were all paying great attention to the album, obviously. Um, um, were his albums previously, before this, did they sound anything like it? Because I've heard bits of 1999, and I can hear 1999 in this, but I've never heard anything else by Prince. Um, this album was a step forward as far as like arrangement complexity. Um, it still very much sounds like it could have been on 1999. Um, it does not sound like his 70s stuff at all. What's his 70s stuff sound like? Um, it, it doesn't have like that Prince personality to it. It's not like super sexual. Was he kind of just more of a it was, it was R&B it, guy? Yeah, I mean, it was closer to something like Earth, Wind, and Fire, or uh, you know, something similar to that. Um, his first album, uh, it's great. I like it. Super underrated, but it really doesn't sound anything like Purple Rain or anything he did after it. Just to introduce this, just a little bit further. Um, Bobby Z was the drummer. Okay, right. The guy who played bass, this is also a replacement from the previous band. It was previously Andre Simone on bass, replaced by a guy with the stage name Brown Mark. Now, <laughs> I don't know. That's racist, Dennis. No, it's not racist because that Shit, literally means that shit stain. Brown Mark. Oh, Brown Mark. Shit stain. His name was Shit Stain. Huh. His name should have been Skid. Yeah. <laughs> that is too funny. That's That's got to be the worst stage name I've ever heard in my life. This we we do the toilet sound effect now or we what? Need one. Yeah, we need one. And that's good enough. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you want me to go into what the album sounds like? Uh, let's move on to Max. Okay. What do you think? What what would you consider uh, this? Parts of this album kind of like make me think of like fifties rock for some reason. Um, a lot of like the drum beats. Um, parts of it it seems like very experimental synth pop, almost. Hmm. Um, and a lot of it's kind of just that, that like, kind of funky. Uh, rockish funk, you know, a little bit of R&B in there, so that's what I would say. Yeah, I put I, I have, it's kind of new wave funk, hard rock, kind of in different proportions, hmm. and then soul and, you know, all that it's, it's, it's really eclectic, and it's really unique, I think it's pretty good Yeah. and Prince, just as a guy is fucking a unique guy, it's fucking crazy I have like some things alien. to say about Prince. Big later. personality. You do have things to say about Prince in our podcast about Prince? Yes, I have secondhand accounts of my stepdad who worked with Prince, so I have some things to say Whoa. about it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Do that. I will. Later. Nick. Later. Okay. <laughs> Nicholas. Oh, um, yeah, no. I think it sounds like uh, 80s funk mixed with 80s heart. 80s what? The band heart? Yeah. Hmm. 80s heart? Yeah. I never would have made that connection. 
Huh, there's a few songs that I have particularly mentioned that it reminds me of 80s Heart. Okay. I haven't really listened to a whole lot of 80s Heart, so I guess I don't know more than just like the hits. Nick probably knows some deep album cuts. He's a big 80s Heart fan. <laughs> deep 80s Heart. Um, yeah, so the sound of this album, uh, you know, it's a progression from his previous work. It's more complex. Uh, the arrangements are more ambitious. Um, it's definitely a, a synth funk album. But, I mean, it's it's got plenty of pop influences, and, you know, there's rock in there, too, with his guitar solos and whatnot. Um, it's a good, well-balanced album. It's really hard to, you know, shove it in a corner that it's definitely this genre or whatever. I put, uh, uh, it kind of, like, stylistically, he's kind of a mishmash of, like, Little Richard and Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. That's kind a of, really good... Almost exactly both of them mashed into one weird mm-hmm. sex alien. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, actually, um, I wrote down this album is very, very horny. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, very true. It got me wet and willing. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> good old, good old. Why don't we go into our famous segment? We talk about what we think is good about this album. What do you guys think? That's actually a very famous segment, and I'd like for Dennis to start. I think it's it's like my my birthright to start it since I picked the album. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Um, the good. Yeah, let's let's uh, get into it. Uh, good things about the album. Um, I would say the intro to the album, the intro of Let's Go Crazy, <laughs> the opening track, that's an iconic opening sermon for yes. that track. Yeah, um, it's, it's hilarious. I love yeah, it. it. It's very funny. Um, the song is very Dearly cheerful. Beloved. Hmm? Dearly beloved, we have gathered here today. <laughs> That means forever, and that's a mighty long time. Uh, great guitar solos on this song, too. Um, anybody who even knows who Prince is knows how good a musician he is, especially on the guitar. Um, plenty of, you know, the greatest guitar players of all time will say that Prince is actually the greatest. I mean, that's pretty high praise. Clapton. Who said that? Clapton. <laughs> is that it? Off the top of my head. Uh, plenty of other people have probably said it, too. I mean, does Prince play all the guitar John down the on this street album? Said it. Uh, he does not play all the guitar. Wendy does play guitar. Everybody in the Revolution backing band does participate in the recording. I'll say he, obviously, he's good. He shreds. Yeah. Uh, but it's really subdued. Like he won't use a guitar for two songs, and then he'll whip it out. You're 100 percent right. And then just shred his dick off. That's yeah. this whole album. Is just you won't hear a sound for two songs, and then it comes back stronger than ever. And then he pivots again yeah he he is very selective of when he puts the guitar in um but yeah i'll talk about that a little bit later uh moving along with the good of the album and just moving along with the album uh take me with you i really like the strings on this song i think they sound really nice uh very romantic lyrics that i also very much like i also like how this song fits into the motion picture in case anybody wants we, to watch no, it. We said we weren't going to talk about I that. I know, but I, I almost kind of have to. the rules. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm kidding. I don't care. And then just going on throughout the album, uh, The Beautiful Ones is track three. I really like the instrumental on this one. Um, I think this is some of the best vocals on this. The really soft falsetto. That's funny because yeah. I don't like it. Uh, I like, like the one song I don't like. Hmm. I like that one. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I like it at the end when he... Uh, kind of goes all out with the vocals mm-hmm. when he breaks away from the softer stuff 
it's really noticeable. I like I like okay. that song. I, I like something that, to say on that later. The synthesizer on this, the uh, a lot of the synth on this album, I'm gonna save talking about. But some of these some of these tracks, I think it adds to really well. Uh, on this one is one. It's kind of it does like a weird spacey thing. The twinkly the He's, when effect. He starts doing the screams. Hmm? It's like Star Trek noises. The twinkly <laughs> effect um, on the keyboards on that song on like the main melody. It's uh, that's that's one of those things that reminded me of '80s heart. Hmm, that's really specific. I don't You're know. getting so specific with this heart stuff. I, I this album reminded me of '80s heart a bit. I feel on like a few on a few what, songs. What's had you really listened to this before? It's the only uh, Prince album I've I own. Yeah. I mean, like I hadn't listened to it in a long time, so I mean, this was pretty fresh, like listening to it. I mean, I remember, you know wind doves cry and purple rain the song and shit like that but like i mean i didn't remember a whole lot of the others it's been a really long time yeah. since i've um, listened to I this guess, i'm sorry max i i also want to say this whole podcast is going to be very specific musical references so explain like nick said this means reminds me of oh. 80s heart that's yeah, that's I mean, all of us we're I, gonna have as long as you can back up your bullshit probably I, not i feel like Every album that we're going to listen to, Nick is going to try and tie it into 80s heart. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to turn you guys on to 80s heart. <laughs> uh, I'm more of a 70s heart guy. Yeah, same. Dog and butterfly, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, but back on the beautiful ones, the only other good thing that I have to say about it is I really like the first half of the song and how it builds up to that crescendo. I really like that. Um, and moving on in the album, uh, Computer Blue is the next track. Mm-hmm. I love the instrumental on this song. Um, I really like that bumblebee guitar that comes in. I had a note on that too. I, I like that too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I enjoyed I, that a lot. Computer Blues is maybe my favorite. It's in the top three on this one. That's fair. I think. That's it. Yeah. The guitars that, are fucking awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a band I really like called TWRP. That whole middle section of that song where it's just like kind of like the the Christian knowing like solo and you know like instrumental section. Hmm. That it sounds like they ripped that off for like every single song they ever wrote, basically. It's really interesting to hear like hmm. that section was hugely influential to like a specific band that I like sound. The guitar cool part in this song? Mm-hmm. Like the harmonized thing? Mm-hmm. That's huh. like that's like all of their sound is basically that. Who? It's called T W R P. Twerp? Yeah. Hmm. I should have listened the first time you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> A well, fun fact about uh, Computer Blue, um, Prince's father gets a co-write on this one. King? Yeah, <laughs> King. Okay, there we go. God, you were just Emperor. waiting for that joke. This is, this is no, gra- that was off the cuff. Emperor is his grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Goddess is his grandpa. <laughs> it's not being funny after mine, you guys, so. Yeah, all right. Being a I want to keep here. going. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really love the jammy outro and the solo on this song, too. Um, and then going on to the final track on the A-side of the album, Darling Nikki. Um, I like the part in this song <laughs> where the horns and the double bass come in, and it gets kind of heavy. I wrote that down. This has got to be the only like like mainstream pop song I've ever heard double bass in. Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. I don't know if I've ever heard it in another one. Yeah, this song is like uh, heavy funk. Yeah super sexual too just if you want to grind you know just hit me up this is one that like i remember prince as a kid was kind of music that like 
ooh, I probably shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, like you weren't old enough. He's, he's talking about vaginas a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he likes talking about those, yeah. Um, but yeah, I also really like the acapella outro thing that he does on this song. It's a really nice way to finish out side A of the album. The uh, the backwards, like, I mean, after that, where no. it's like, it sounds like almost... Uh, oh, he's like, oh. like angelic. Yeah. Is yeah, it listed? Is it listed on the back of the album, side A, side B, or is this just how you're, how you think of it when you listen to? Uh, I, I mean, usually when I listen to older albums, there's, there's usually like a clear, like, yeah, break of when know, you know when side A ends. I know what you're talking about, but I don't usually listen like that. You know, since we we grew up in the CD right. world, but but I know what you're saying. It's just interesting. Dennis is an older soul, for sure. I, I don't own any vinyl, and I never plan on it, but I mean, it, it, it's just how I hear the albums. I don't know. Um, so, moving on to the first song on side B of the album, is When Doves Cry. Super famous song. Uh, this, is, this is the best one, for sure. It's, it's one of the best singles of the 80s, I would say, as far as like pop music goes. Um, I love the instrumental on this. Uh, there's a whole backing story to where they were recording the song, and uh, I'm assuming Brown Mark laid down his bass line, and then <laughs> Prince was like, yo, that Big sounds Brown like Mark. a shit stain. Take that out. And there's no bass in the song. Yeah, there's I read, no bass in the song. None, I read that at um, all. the producer said, we need a song to fit in with this part of the movie. I think the producer's Prince. His voice is like a bass, though. Well, who, the director or something said, you, we need a song to tie in some part of the movie, and Prince went home. And that night wote this song, and then came back in the next morning. Uh, I mean, shaking his head. I, no, I might just not be remembering the movie Purple Rain very well, but I'm pretty sure When Doves Cry doesn't even appear in the movie. Well, if you're telling me that Wikipedia is not telling the truth, <laughs> then uh, we're going to have to have words after this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this, this song, I would say, is uh, it's, it's my favorite one pretty easily. On this the song is so fucking good. Nick, that's, that's surprising for me, because you're a bass player. Yeah, I know, and I know there's no bass in it, but the, uh, um, yeah, no, that guitar lick at the beginning, and the, the fucking, the main thing about this song that really gets me is the best moment on the album, uh, is in the chorus, there's the low harmony. Yes. Like, that's, that's the best that, part. It's, <laughs> it starts out, and it's just, it's an octave, and he's like, you know, maybe I'm just like my mother. Mm-hmm. so good. And then it, on the second or third or fourth line, he adds like a third, and then on the second time through, he adds a fifth until it's a chorus, like a choir. And the high one is like his, uh, it's like his cool guy voice. So like <laughs> it like makes it sound like it's like robot, but it's real person. It's, it's cool. It's, it's so great. cool. It's, it's this, so. Fun. It's my favorite part of the album by far. Like this, not even just the song, but my favorite part. <laughs> that, that this is the song that you know when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, Prince is awesome. Mm-hmm. I could listen to like five albums worth of like songs written to sound exactly like this yeah and nothing sounds like this that's the crazy thing i actually think i like it more because there's no bass in it something about the way it makes it sound unique yeah it just i also i always think about it is that he's saying this is what it sounds like when doves cry (laughs) (laughs) i thought about that too afterwards like when he when he does the afterwards and i'm like yeah i guess so that's that's the sound (laughs) This might be something that none of you guys get, but um, that do 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 the main synth line in that song, uh, the the game Chrono Trigger, 
that that theme is that's like ripped off completely and that's in the game like all the time hmm. all right i never played i never played chrono trigger but it's great that game also ripped off of never going to give you up by rick astley really yep so those uh a lot of those japanese video game musicians uh, were really into like you know 80s rock and progressive rock and stuff they're into a lot of funk that won't be the only rpg reference we have oh i know that's you true up your sleeve i do we're in for a show album. tonight yes oh boy okay just drop them all now let's get these out of the way no no mine's for the for the later section the famous the bad yes oh no well, let's let's wrap up the oh, good no <laughs> wrap up the old good that's why i'm not going into it yet i'm just saying we're gonna have more rpg references here later okay fair enough um yeah talking more about when doves cry uh great instrumental i love the lyrics um i i will say the lyrics are more about uh this is what it sounds like when doves cry he's talking about suffering in silence and nobody can hear you cry like the doves okay don't don't make it all serious i was kidding uh, they're serious lyrics though kind of (laughs) it's just funny he says this is what it sounds like and then he makes a noise yeah, it's him crying, man. It's from the heart. I think this song's beautiful, man. Okay. I love this song. I'm right. kidding. Well, if you think this one's beautiful, just wait till the I'm, end. I'm, I'm going to go home. This is All right. stupid. Later, bitch. <laughs> Goddamn. Just... Um. <laughs> I sink in my chair like I'm walking downstairs. <laughs> uh, final good thing to say about this song. Great guitar solo. Love that. In the oh, beginning yeah. and... Uh, towards the middle of the song um moving on and i'd just like to make note uh the final three songs of this album were actually recorded live and then overdubs added to them i don't like that uh i love that i don't know why you would dislike that but whatever i kind of said a very specific yeah, thing okay. that you just don't like <laughs> like it's just <laughs> no it sounds fine but i don't like how they did that <laughs> that's Anywho. impressive i didn't know that yeah uh yeah it's you can actually hear some of the crowd noise at the beginning of uh, one of the songs, um, like but, literally live, it, on a stage with a crowd. Mm-hmm. I thought you just meant they, you know. No, the re- the recording yeah. of it is amazing. Well, that's what I don't. I don't like the crowd noises. It takes me out of it. It reminds me, like for whatever reason, the last okay, three tracks but is live. but if you watch the movie, then you have the context of it. Because he's like playing to the crowd. Right. Okay. But I'm not watching the movie, Dennis. Well, I'll watch it sometime. Okay. Um, so the next song, I Would Die For You. Now, this is one of my favorite Prince songs, actually. Uh, I love the instrumental on this one, too. I love the lyrics. They're also real great. I really like the backing vocals on this one. Like, they're really tasteful. Um, a lot of the female backing vocals on this album are very nice, and I don't really know if it's Wendy and Lisa at the same time or if it's one of them or the other. Uh, what, I can't... Wasn't, like, on Take Me With You, isn't that his, like, protege girl? Yes, it's Apollonia who stars in the movie. She's her like, or she's his romantic interest. Can um, we? Can I just say right now, she kind of stinks. Uh, I was going to talk about her in my bad section. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is, she, is she darling, Nikki? You were you yes. were just talking about the okay. the background vocals. Yes. I real quick. I don't, I didn't re- well I didn't mention that because I don't consider that background vocals. That's more of like a duet. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So. I'll bring it up later. Never mind. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Nick doesn't yeah. have much good to say. No, he doesn't. Um, I also love the transition of this song into the next track, where it goes into the crowd noise because it's recorded live. And I really like that. Um, that is cool. I assumed that the crowd noises were just overdubbed. Nope. 
I'm not sure what exactly is overdubbed on the songs. Uh, I mean, they never made that distinction, but uh, I'm assuming the majority of it is live. I mean, they're a great live band. They're very tight. He must have overdubbed the vocals, you know. Maybe. I mean, I'm thinking it was more like some sort of like background orchestration or something. The production doesn't sound off from the rest of the album, though, you know? No, it really doesn't. It sounds a little bit different, but 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 not by much. I... Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 keep talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, the next track, "Baby I'm a Star." I mean, this this is a common theme with this album and uh, Prince in general. I really like the instrumental. They're they're great musicians. Uh, this is a really fun song. This is also one of my favorite Prince songs, uh, mm. ever of all time. Um, and I really love the jammy back half of this song. Like the keyboard it, solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great. Great out. keyboard solo. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Screaming synth. Oh, yeah. Truly screaming. Of course. Uh, and then coming up to the final song, the title track of the album, Purple Rain. Wow. How wow. do you even talk yeah. about this song? Yeah. Um, Classic ballad. Quintessential. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, my notes, perfect song, perfect closer. <laughs> the guitar is like solo is magic. Uh, I love the like winding down outro of the song. Um there's just parts of this song where, you know, Prince is doing the <laughs> towards the back. Blowing the speakers out yeah, uh, <laughs> with that soul. Yeah. Um, and there's just like a little, this little guitar lick that he does. When those two are happening at the same time, that's like, that's magic right there. I think it, it was the blow your speakers of 1984. It was. <laughs> are you going to say that in everyone? I'm trying. Okay. Yes. I, I think the uh, the chorus in this is so incredibly simple, but it, but it's like the most powerful chorus on the album, mm-hmm. and really like one of the most timeless. It's Do you know like, the backstory to this song? No. He wrote the uh, instrumental for Stevie Nicks, and he sent it to her as like a ten minute track, and she got scared because she was like, "This is really really good, and I don't want to like add something to it that's not going to add to it." So she never did anything with it. That's a dumb reason. And then uh, Prince and the Revolution were <laughs> at rehearsal. I, I, I don't want this. She was they intimidated. Were, they, yeah, she was intimidated. They, they were at she rehearsal. Was one of the biggest stars in the world. And uh, he said, uh, let's play one more. And they jammed this out. And then they played it for, what, like six hours straight or something like that. And uh, then wrote the yeah, whole song. a really long time, yeah. Stevie Nicks? No, no. Mm. Prince oh. and the Revolution. That's probably for the better. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine this song any other way. It's like the perfect song. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Prince's Super Bowl halftime show performance where he performs Purple Rain in the rain. Yeah, that was awesome. That was I actually great. watched that video today. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. De- Dennis just then pointed up when he said shout out. I thought he was going to say shout out to my boy Prince up in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that w- that's probably the first like major... Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The first time I really saw Prince, you know, and and before I thought he was like a Michael Jackson kind of thing. Right. But then that Super Bowl, I remember, I was just like watching on my mom's TV, and he had that big uh, drape and a light behind him, and he was behind it, so mm-hmm. he was like sixty feet tall, playing the guitar, and I was like, oh, whoa, this is not what I thought. Yeah, he was he was a god amongst men. And now let's get into the bad. <laughs> Well, hang on. Okay, I was kidding. Okay. (laughs) I do have bad things to say. Don't worry. Max, anything to add to the good? Um, I mean, 
kind of just reiterate the performances are amazing on this album um the uh was any of this with a drum machine uh no okay some of some parts of it like uh when doves cry something about just like the way the drums are produced sound like a drum machine um so i didn't know that's just 80s drum production yeah um mostly it was all touched on the i just want to add that i would die for you is by far my favorite song on this album and it's mostly that kind of like dropping synth line that plays on it uh i just love it so Hmm. that's all i want to say my turn huh Mm -hmm. uh okay my favorite songs computer blue when doves cry purple rain i think those songs are incredible um the obviously the vocals are the standout on this whole album uh prince is just an incredibly soulful singer i love his like wild screams he does at the end of several songs you know you know that you know i'm not gonna i knew I'm you not would gonna like make those noise but yeah you know what i'm talking about that shit's cool um <clears throat> i think what's most important in the good section for this for me is the uniqueness of it um really nothing else sounds like this you know there's nothing combines these elements in this way with such charisma like this um like i said it's kind of it's little richard Jimi hendrix some like james brown yeah cool. a lot of synthesizer which is kind of a, a it's a really 80s touch that kind of that and, it, and, but... and like this album has so many different sounds but it flows so well yeah mm. it's diverse in itself too yeah it's eclectic um yeah i mean so basically the best thing about this album is i think the songwriting the style and just prince the person his his own attitude and the persona of prince the persona yeah the man formerly known as the man formerly known as prince yes yeah um yeah no um i would say the positives uh that we didn't that I didn't touch on personally. It was more just uh, more of the same. I mean, um, uh, it's definitely more varied than I remember it being. I mean, like I said, it's been years since I've listened to this, and I really didn't remember a lot of it besides, like, the title track and Windows Cry. Um, so that was a welcome surprise. Um, his vocals are definitely the best part for me, like you were saying, Brett. Um I think in a lot of cases, um, he, like with the vocals and how he delivers them, it, it brings me out of if I'm starting to like kind of drift in the song and not pay attention, like he brings me back in. I thought like you were getting lot. real like emotional, like when I start to drift, Prince's vocals are there for me. <laughs> oh, no, He no. really brings me out of my dark times. <laughs> <laughs> when you're crying like a dove, Prince brings you back. <laughs> but yeah, and other than that, um, I just say that uh, when the guitar is used... Um, I think it's great. I love the tone and how it's used. I actually wish it was on there more. <laughs> but, Agreed. But um, but I I do I I like the guitar a lot. That's something I record. wrote down. I, I don't know if I said it, but the guitar is like the cool. When it comes in, it's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like this pure '80s like shred. Yeah. Out of every time pop the, music. the end of of Darling Nikki, I'm like, oh hell yeah. Prince about to shred, if, you know? If the guitar... I mean, if he, the guitar didn't shred like this, I think this music could be seen as closer to something like a Michael Jackson. Like, just more of a pop. 
you know, obviously it's different. That's not exactly what I mean. But him adding the guitar and using it as effectively as he does and, and just with that, it's it's like a heavy metal tone, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that adds a lot of kind of street cred to this. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, yeah. Fucking, no, I, I agree with you. It makes it cool for, for boys, too. <laughs> <laughs> for us, for, for, for hard rockers. And, yeah. you know, anything that reminds me of 80s heart is definitely, you know, it's got some <laughs> merit to it. Nick's views do not represent the rest of us. <laughs> 80s heart. The keyboards, like with the twinkly keyboard shit. I guess I can hear that. There's a lot of moments that remind. I know the that keyboards it's keyboards reminded me of like Devo. Sometimes, yeah. Wee 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 wee. I'm talking more in like um, beautiful ones, and uh, a little bit of purple rain reminds me of heart too. But I don't know. I was thinking hard a lot when I was listening to this. I didn't know you were that into '80s heart. I mean, I might not be. I don't know. <laughs> all, all your bad points are, this sounds like 80s heart. I wish points. it didn't sound like 80s heart so much. And then all your good points are, I wish this sounded more like 80s heart. If you're going to go 80s heart, you should just go full into it. <laughs> do we uh, Do we now get to our famous section, the bad? Yeah. yeah we Sorry, can go Dennis. To the bad. We can go to the bad. Um, time. edit that out i'm just gonna keep that why and this following conversation (laughs) oh that's tasty okay yeah getting into the bad um i'm also just gonna move through it track by track of what i didn't like um as much as i do enjoy let's go crazy the song is kind of cheesy um and i don't know what quality this song possesses but it almost sounds like a children's song at times to me it sounds like have you ever seen that episode of um how i met your mother where robin has like the fake 80s pop song about going to the mall yeah this song reminds me of that it's like an That's 80s funny. montage <laughs> song. i know what you're talking about so you said the words sounds like a children's song yeah i think i'm just gonna kind of skip ahead so much of the synth on this album sounds like it sounds like a competent player sat down in a guitar center and just went and prince was like that's it put it in that tone and all he he was that very, casio fucking he was very good about keeping things simple but they like they worked for pop songs i don't know it, it just works simple yeah i do appreciate the simplicity of it and whoever's on that keyboard can clearly fucking shred it but so many of those keyboard lines are, you know, like just that one. Yeah. Repeated through the whole song. That's, I mean, I, I would say the entirety of the Revolutions albums and all of the Prince albums before the Prince and the Revolution albums, all the keyboards kind of sound like that. They're all like very chintzy and, you know, just playing like simple, simple little ditties. That, um, that is my main complaint with the album. To me, that kind of adds to it. A lot of the keyboard tones sound like children's song. Uh, and the tone of it is weird. It's so... It's very, it was the time, too. Yeah, but it's very 80s. It's so fucking 80s. Like, turn down the vibrato or something on it. It's like... It's just so silly. 
it's too extreme it's like it just makes it like instantly like even if you just hear the song for like a few seconds it's like oh it's annoying 80s pop yeah <laughs> like, yeah I don't it, know. and that is that's not to say like i said in beautiful ones i think it's used great like yeah it does would, the yeah. kind of spacey theremin sound hmm. um so i don't i don't think the synth as a whole is bad in this but so many of the main lines to me are, are like just silly that's fair yeah i kind of agree with that um I'm just moving on to uh, uh, the the main negative thing I have to say about "Take Me With You." I really like this song, um, but but I will say, uh, Apollonia. I just will give a little backstory on her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she stinks. The only, I just want to say one thing about this song: the part where he says "Yoshi Perfection" and she goes "Thank you, thank you." Yeah. That is the fun. And then the strings come in. It's so the thank you. It's so funny. Yeah, I kind of hate that part. It's pretty cringy. This song, I don't hate this song, but I don't it's either. one of my least favorites on this. Uh, all I have written here, I didn't even realize, bad backup box, dumb synth. <laughs> Catchy, though. Yeah. And then I wrote, woo <laughs> In a bad way, I'm sure I meant. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's actually, my, I'd say my third favorite song is this one. Something about it just does it for okay. me. I had, I don't, know what i was going for on this because i can't remember it now just thinking of it even though i listened to it earlier today but i had put on this one the weird goosebumps intro doesn't fit is it like that i think so yeah (coughs) apparently i i i I thought that was jarring and i did enough to write it down i i kind of see what you're talking about though um that never really bothered me. That's the dumb scent I was talking about, probably. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you can lump it in with that. Which um, feels like it's like a really minor, like keyboard lick thing, and then it just like goes into something totally different. Like, it, and then they... it, it was just part of the times, you know. It's nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like so that. Much. I don't. You know, the songs. I haven't talked much about like my experience with this. I've heard all these songs so many times in my life and I've, you know, I've never been a huge Prince fan and I like them all. Like I like the album. This one, this one is just silly. This song is silly to me. I love this song. Something about it just does it for me. It's like I, a fun little silly song. This is probably my least favorite song the doors <laughs> on over the there, album. Nick. I just, I, I do like the, it's like a post-chorus when he does the I don't care. Yeah, I like that part. Good. That was cool. But like the rest of it is actually like this one. This one kind of just annoys me, to be honest. I, I mean, I like every song on this album. Um, if I had to cut one, this wouldn't be it. There's a, there's another song that kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit more. Um, Katie, Katie, my uh, my significant other, does a very good Apollonia impression on this song. Thank you. <laughs> I would love to hear it sometime. <laughs> um, speaking of Apollonia, I just want to give a little bit of backstory on who this who this woman is. Um, Prince put together a three-piece like female vocal group. They were like a pop group. Um, they were they were called uh, I think it was Vanity Six. I don't know. 
I believe that was it. You're looking at me. It was either Vanity 3 or Vanity 6. I forget. Um, And Vanity was supposed to star in this movie opposite of Prince to be his romantic interest. She dropped out for some reason, and she was quickly replaced by Apollonia, who's like... I mean, she's pretty much just like a cheap imitation of her. Um, I just want to say Appalachia. (laughs) Apollonia is a dope name. Yeah. Alpaca or whatever doesn't her name he, is. Doesn't he kind of take young women and groom them and like Carmen Electra? He, he did that give a lot. Cool names yeah. and make them. Oh, uh, his you got a cool Jay's. name, baby. Here, here's a fun I fact you for you. Uh, I think he when, names them. <laughs> when when Prince was putting together the vocal group, the Vanity Three or Six or whatever the hell they were called. <laughs> now, everybody says this guy's a genius, and a lot of the things he did in the '80s, you would think, yeah, I, I would say he's a musical genius. He had so many bad ideas that didn't get off the ground floor for good reason. Like, something stopped him. You're talking about Prince? Yes. Mm. Uh, the Like, his original plan for this female vocal group was to just call themselves the Hookers. And they would just dress like hookers on stage. Hang on, I'm not finished. There's, okay, okay, it's, okay. it's worse. It's a simple theme. <laughs> I get that. Oh, it is. Uh, Vanity's original stage name was going to be spelled vagina, but spelled, <laughs> but uh, pronounced vagina. That was his idea. That's funny. That's, that's you're, awful. You're I, telling me the man that wrote a 10-minute song called We Can Fuck also had other bad ideas? Yeah. <laughs> oh. The guy who uses letters for words like you and for. That cracked uh, me hey, up. You, get, you yeah. get 40 albums in in your life, you're going to have a few duds, okay? It's like, true. It's, it's true. I, um, this is just along with that theme. Just as I was listening to this album, you know, over and over at work, I was just thinking about Prince mm-hmm. and listening to this music. And I know I was kind of joking that he seems like he's kind of an alien, but he was a weird guy. I, I was he's imagining, a weird motherfucker. Like, is he? What if it, he is like an alien that arrived in the '80s and just really fucking like dug Earth women? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I can just fucking make this music. That way, this and the, and record... everyone's gonna fuck me. So this like record kind of sounds like the some, Earth Girls Are Easy soundtrack. It sounds like somewhat approximating 80s music. Hmm. I never really thought of it like that. I just thought he was weird. He had some like that. alien He's equation kidding. in his head where he was like, if I write this kind of like yeah. synth rock funk, these ladies want to fuck. Ooh, that's easy, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe that was his blueprint. I don't know. Uh, he's gone I'm, now. We can't ask you know, him. I'm going off on a, on a spell, but I'm just teasing. I'm just playing, you guys. That's fair enough. I want some more. I want some more. Yes, ands. You guys are knowing me on this stuff. Yes, and. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to know That's you again I mean. uh, when I move on to my next uh, negative point in the beautiful ones. I don't really like the vocals towards the end where he just starts wailing. I uh, his really, voice I like, like that. Dude, That's the best. I like it, that. His yeah. voice starts squeaking, and then he's oh man, it it's, it's annoying, wild, dude. It's I'm annoying actually, for me. I'm really glad you said that because I felt kind of like isolated in that that the the ending in that song feels extremely self-indulgent to me oh that's prince though it's just listening to him scream over a piano for like a minute that's, and a half. that's yeah. a little richard that's a little richard i shit. like it yeah i, I like that d- part. i did not like it at all i, did, I didn't like it I thought it was awesome. that part kind of like i love the voice breaking yeah like, he didn't say let's do that again he said that's it you know that was soul it's awesome that actually like saved the song for me that's why i like that song I like everything before that happens. <laughs> what are we on? Beautiful ones? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, 
Uh, the only the only negative thing I have to say about Computer Blue is that spoken intro. What what the hell was that? Your bath is ready. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. What what the fuck are they talking about? Yes, that stuff, Lisa. That's the most memorable stuff from this album, though. Like the first time I would listen to it, you know, like uh, hearing it as a teenager, I was like, whoa, this is some horny shit. He's man. telling a story. I did. I, I did have a question. Does that have anything dick. to do with the movie? That spoken word part. Yeah. No. Okay, that's what I thought it was. I thought it had something to do with the movie, so I was like, Nothing. I guess I'm not getting it. Nope, nope, no context to be found in the movie. All right. Um, moving on uh, to Darling Nikki. I have some stuff to say about Darling Nikki, too. So okay. Go well, ahead. I mean, it is your namesake. I, I thought like When it. I first heard the song, I thought it was about you, Nick. Yeah, my mom used to fucking sing this song. <laughs> really? Yeah. I guess I, say you were masturbating I just struck a chord. <laughs> Your mom Did I strike a, a sexy freak? She, she all the time. She'd say to me, she'd say, "I caught him masturbating with a magazine, hotel lobby." You know, classic Nikki. I mean, I was like a little boy at this time, so. I, yeah, you were learning about your body. <laughs> okay, this is this is a bad side side conversation. Okay. Um, that was a good side conversation. We're talking like, about a little like boy jerking off in a magazine. That's not a good side conversation. I, Tiny okay. boy, yes. Yeah, that's not a good side conversation. <laughs> that's, I think, the best kind of side conversation. Oh, do you? The little boy kind. Hmm. Okay. So okay, uh, it goes without saying, um, I hate the lyrics in this song. I'm going to have to agree <laughs> with you on that, that one. Uh, this is like uh, stereotypical, like super sexual prints, and it's really fucking cringy. This, it's one of the like reasons it. that the... Um, Tipper Gore made the parental advisory. I read. I believe it. Hmm. Oh, yeah. really? Uh huh. I mean, this, it makes sense. This yeah. one and uh, "Fuck Like a Beast" by Wasp. This, these are these are like the two big ones that she was like, "Oh heck no!" Oh yeah. heck no! <laughs> the lyrics are silly, but to me that that was like, like I said, my initial conception of Prince as a little kid was like, "Oh, this is like right. sexy grown up music." Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that was my childhood impression of Prince, too. Where it was, like, super sexual all the time, and this is just, like... It's kind of cool, though. I like that. How, I uh, like the this song's, like, a caricature of who he is as, like, a performer, though. How old were you when you became a Prince super fan? <laughs> a super fan? Yeah. I remember uh, where I was standing. I've never been a Prince super fan. Well, a super fan of Purple Rain. Uh, maybe like 2011. Okay. You were, you were 2011? He was 2011. Old, yes. 2011, the year AD. Anno Dominion. That wasn't even the question. Yeah. Fun fact. First Prince album I ever bought was Graffiti Bridge and most of those songs aren't even by Prince. I was pissed. What a waste <laughs> of money. Anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a old... Prince does the uh, wailing vocals in this song too that I really don't care for. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I know that's your thing and you love it when. I love more great screams. Yeah. Sexy classic. Do you guys mm. remember the little intro of this song? Or the no, where it's like the creeping in. Keyboards. Yes, this is, this is where the RPG thing comes in. Oh, um, so boy. this is uh, in a bad way. <laughs> Here's one for all you JRPG fans. It, Nick, take it away. Is it this intro to this song is like one of those annoying uh like kooky towns 
that you'd be stuck in in an RPG for too long because you couldn't figure boom, out like boom, where to go boom, or who boom, to talk to, boom, 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 and you're yes, just boom. like it's just wait 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, or something <laughs> like that for like and you're and you're doing it for have, way longer than the game intended you, you to be in. yourself the whole have time. Have you played yeah. Earthbound? No, I haven't played it. This is the Mr. Saturn Village. You know the little mm-hmm. he's on Super Smash Brothers, the little guy. I, the yeah, guy? yeah. It's the town of all those people, and when they talk, it's gibberish. And it's that it's that like. Yeah, the intro reminded me of some shit like that. Like I said, the kooky town in a fucking RPG <laughs> every, that you get every stuck Every RPG's in. got one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Prince was a kooky guy, that's for sure. Um, Which I guess could be seen as a positive. I, it made me laugh like when I did it, but I was like... <laughs> but I, <laughs> Do you have something to add, Max? Oh, I, if we were done talking about this song, I was just going to say, this is this is one of like the uh, two or three songs that I didn't really care for. I like the ending of this song. Like the second half is more fun to me, but it's one of the ones where, like, when it kind of comes on, I'm like, mm. this this kind of tune out for a minute. This know? one's kind of in the middle for me. Yeah. I like it. It's it's kind of a classic. It's one of the first I remember. Mm-hmm. But like I said, those three, Dove, when doves cry and purple rain, computer blue, I think are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I if I had to get rid of a song, it'd be this one. Really? Yeah. I just don't really care for it. Um, Nick, you're agreeing? Yeah. Agree on Mike. Let the record show that Nick did nod his head and say, "Yeah." <laughs> should, I, should I be watching Nick's nods? <laughs> Nick is making a face of approval. He's yeah. burying his teeth. Showing those canines. Um, moving on. Uh, the only bad thing I have to say about when doves cry is when the uh, second guitar solo after the intro, and like in the middle of the song, when that comes in. I don't know why that's mixed so low in the song. I can barely hear it. The solo? Yeah. Why is it mixed so low? It's almost like he was, uh, uh, I don't know, like not confident in his guitar playing or something. Because the guitar solos are all very quiet on this. I, th- I thought are. it was. Yeah. I never actually thought of that. I mean, I realized it was lower, but like I thought it was just for the effect. Like it was supposed to be some under thing. Oh, I, I 100% believe that it was some sort of like stylistic choice. I yeah. just don't like it. Oh yeah. yeah, the fact that I can't remember I, that I solo was, yeah. shows that it was mixed too low. You, well, that, that's kind of shocking to me that you can't remember it. It's a pretty iconic solo. I remember the one from the beginning, but the one well, uh, Max, afterwards. would you care to explain what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> no, <laughs> All right, that's fair. Get, um, let's you. I didn't mean to. I did mean to cut you off, but no, I was saying I remember the solo from the beginning. Yeah, but I don't remember the second one off the top of my head. I don't. I don't get that, but okay. Um, excuse me um keeping that in oh oh, great uh just a little side note the uh the single mix of wind doves cry is better than the album version because there's a very extended outro on this song that just goes on too damn long like nothing gets accomplished for like a minute and it just keeps going i wish you didn't do that um i don't have a single bad thing to say about i would die for you i i love that song it's one of my favorite prince songs um, I also don't have a single bad thing to say about the next two tracks, Baby I'm a Star and Purple Rain. I think they're pretty much perfect. It's a great three-song ending to a great album. While we're talking to those, talking, speaking to those, does okay. that is that a sentence? While we're talking about those three songs, I Would Die For You and Baby I'm a Star, those to me sound like filler. I, I know you, you and you are disagreeing. Nick is agreeing with me right now. I agree. Baby I'm a Star is... They run together for me. Baby I'm a Star has the same drum beat the entire time. That And that something one, about it, just it just 
I feel like it doesn't go anywhere. It's it's boring. Neither does I would die for you. It's it's so repetitive. It's I, over and over. That's pop I think music. I love that song. It's not. This it's is gonna, not bad. This is gonna sound so harsh, and I I'm really like, I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> it's I'm just going like, to stab you. But with with both of those songs, I think they're both uh, like I don't know, it, 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 annoyingly unmemorable but for slightly un- different ways. I, um, I I would die for you to me. Uh, it feels like it's like held back the whole time. I don't know why. I just feel like it's like he wants to break out, but like it's the way it's produced it's or like, something, but like it doesn't do anything. Like that it never sounds goes like anywhere. he wrote a chorus and nothing else. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's just like, it's this is fast, simple, heavy drum beat. It's, it's, it's like striking piano lines and like an interesting synth line. I just that song is like hypnotic to me. I like I love it. I guess I guess today we learned that music is indeed subjective. Shit. Thank wow. you for tuning in. We are music squares. Guess we're done. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point. Hmm. Wait, these are just opinions. <laughs> What's the point in this? Sorry no. to derail Dennis. But but yeah, no, I agree with you, Brett. I they feel filler to me. Um that it's the hardest part of the album for me to get through, <laughs> to be honest. It was those two songs. I just would constantly nod out. I had to keep restarting the tracks to try to actually form an opinion on them. Uh, I, I kept restarting I Would Die For You for a different reason. Because you think it's a banger. Again. Yeah, I, I just think to, um, yeah. Baby I'm a Star, I give a little bit more credit. This one reminds me of... It's really upbeat and funky, uh, and it's like you a said, dance. I do like the keyboard solo. It's like a dance one. track, and it does have a great synth solo. Mm-hmm. But so, it reminds me of like Soul Train. That's you one of the songs see people like getting down to it for three minutes. You that's know? one of the songs where I. That's I what I love about like, it. Yeah, like, yeah, Baby, I'm a Star is like the funkiest song. But he does other shit that's funkier on this with more um, aptitude. Or yeah. Well, what I had put. Uh, specifically as a note on that one was that it starts off really promising but then it just doesn't do anything yeah, else yeah it does the same like, thing for the whole song until yeah. the solo I, I do like that song a lot because of the part where he sounds like a stereotypical like southern mom he says ain't nothing wrong with your ears I love that part it's really funny <laughs> sounds like Nick's mom <laughs> she did used to sing Darling Nikki to me so yeah that's a little weird yeah, it's anyway. a str- strange song to sing to your son. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Your mom was horny. Don't listen to this, Nancy. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, were you were you continuing? Did you have stuff about Purple Rain? I I got nothing bad about Purple Rain. I am done with the negative section. Okay, I wrap wrote, it up. I wrote as a joke on Purple Rain. I said it's too damn long. It's not long enough, actually. That's the thing. I wish Purple Rain had more notes. (laughs) There aren't enough notes. Okay, so now we're moving on to my famous section. (laughs) We're going to move on to my famous section, the bad. Um, Max is bad. It's actually different. Then we'll go back to the normal bad. (laughs) Um, The only thing I would die for you is about Jesus, and that sucks because Jesus is lame. Dude, um, wasn't he like what? I thought that. wasn't this like the point where he he wasn't religious at this point though. I would die for he you. Was, he was always religious. 
the song is super clearly about Jesus. I did not know that 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 was a religious song. I never interpreted it that way, so I don't agree with you at all. Oh, well, would you? I don't dislike that, though. I mean, I think gospel music is an important kind of thing, and he is very clearly drawn from that line. A little Richard. Maybe maybe you would have different context of this song if you watched the movie. Maybe I would. I'd love to watch the movie. In the Um, in the very intro, that dearly beloved, he's doing a preacher thing, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, he's a preacher. He's a preacher boy. I've got something to talk about in the overall about his preachiness. Um, okay, so really, uh, the only thing to really add, I really don't like that the last three songs are live recordings. Uh, not because they don't sound bad because they're live, but knowing that they're live and hearing the crowd sounds and just the slight difference from the rest of the recordings and just the performing style and Prince's singing style and in the the quality it just takes me out of it it feels like such a weird choice to have the last three songs on an album be live i mean they sound great just something about it just i didn't notice that at all i i did notice i noticed a drop in quality on i would die for you baby i'm a star just to me musically but purple rain i you know that doesn't sound like a live track it does to me not in a bad way but 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 the only bad, bad thing about it is because the last third of the album sounds different, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's live. Maybe that's yeah. maybe that is something that I was picking up on subconsciously. Like, this sounds different now. I, like uh, I wrote on here, just "I would die for you and baby, I'm a star" sound kind of like filler. I don't. I don't really agree with it. Like, those mm-hmm. last three songs sound significantly different because. I mean, that side of the album opens up with When Doves Cry, which the production sounds totally different than every song on the A side because there's no bass. I don't hear it. I don't hear it sounding different until I Would Die For You. I mean, the, not, I mean it's, not the, it's not a consistent samey production throughout the whole album, and I don't mind that. I think, mm-hmm. it's, I think it works. Well, even like Darling Nikki. Darling Nikki has a lot kind of like rougher sound to it than the songs before it. Um, I don't, I don't consciously hear a really different, you know, sound. I I had no clue those were actually live. I so. didn't know they were live when I first bought the album. I listened to it the first like ten times. I just, I mean, I thought the crowd noises were just added in, you know, after. Um, that's all I have to say negative about it. So let's move on to Brett's famous section, the bad. Hey guys, how you doing? My name is Brett, and this is my famous section, The Bad. Uh, Brett's Bads. Uh, like I said, a lot of these synth parts are goofy. It sounds like they just kind of were in the studio, and he said, Hey, you know, play some synth over this. And then he did, really quick, and that was it, you know. And there's something about basic, like like a, a Casio synth sound that's very charming to me yeah there's a charm to it and i don't hate it but this is until this week these last two weeks i never really sat down and purposefully listened to purple rain i've heard it hundreds of times in my life the whole you know just at parties and you know it's been around you know but that's one of the reasons that i haven't pursued it because it just i don't know the cheesy ass synth man it just never. Uh, it always makes me go, ah, oh, man. Uh, 
if you, know, you listen to more Prince albums as he moves through the '80s and gets into the late '80s, um, they get it gets kind of dialed back. Um, it's um, it's pretty much completely gone for his '90s albums, but I would not recommend those at all to anybody I, ever. I had. Do you remember that one I had? It was like I don't know what it was. It was in the '90s or 2000s. But there was that one song. My name is Prince, and I oh. am funky. That's that's, that's the love symbol album. What love symbol album? Yeah. That that one. I actually don't own that one. That's one of the ones I haven't heard. It's apparently one of his better '90s ones. In the beginning, God made the sea, and on the seventh day, He made me. Yeah, that's. I think that's his first foray into like rapping. Uh, nine, <laughs> nine, uh, '90s Prince. That that to me. <laughs> was so bad it's good let me do this yeah there's there's a similar song on that album that he also releases a single and did a video for called sexy motherfucker (laughs) equally as bad um prince in the 90s decided that he lost his street credibility with black america so he tried to go like harder new jack swing (laughs) urban he missed it yeah he it's a little little late probably yeah. This is completely unrelated to that, but I also read that he had an album, the Black Album, that he recorded, and then had an epiphany where he said, "Oh, this is evil." Yes, and just shelved it. Like that's that is true. So he's that's hilarious. he's actually a religious dude. Was he's a Jehovah's Witness, like hardcore. Oh, whoa, know. really? Yeah, that's from Minneapolis, so that makes sense. That adds to the Little Richardness of him too. Little Richard was always a you know religious dude. I don't yeah. know jack about Little Richard. Richard so yeah. It, I mean, as far as I know, Prince was always a Jehovah's Witness through his recording career, at least. Um, and then at some point, like, he stopped That's... being okay with, like, the sexuality of his music. And he just, like, <laughs> just stopped. And he, he, he was, you know... I'm not a pony anymore. so little sense. Yeah, it, it really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the, the really weird thing about it is I'm pretty sure uh, the original guitar player in his band, Des Dickerson, left because he found the sexual lyrics offensive. What? Desi D? Yeah, old Desi he, D. So he was on Purple Rain. And no, then... no, Des Dickerson doesn't play on Purple Rain. Uh, okay. Wendy okay. came in. <laughs> yeah, Des Dickerson, uh, he, he actually plays on 1999. He does uh, some of the vocals on the title track. He's actually on that recording. I was going to say, the dude the dude that, like, he was on Darling Nikki and shit, and then years later he's like, I don't know about this. I yeah. just realized you're talking about masturbating. <laughs> oh, he, I don't he, like he, that. Are you, are you talking about Prince? Prince? Prince had dirtier songs than Darling Nikki in his back catalog. There's a, there's a song on his third album, Dirty Mind, just called Sister. And it's just about incest with his sister. And you're nice. like, oh, that's, that's kind of edgy, you know, whatever. And then you look into it, and he actually has an older sister. So it makes it really, really weird. He's, he's writing as a character. Is you he? Know. It's, it's pretty disturbing. I don't he came know. out, and he's like, oh, I forgot I had a sister. Yeah. We never said he was a good guy. He's a he's a cool guy. He went to his sister and was like, "I wrote. It. There's a song I needed to skip. I'm just gonna <laughs> put out." <laughs> he gave he gives her a burned CDR without that one. <laughs> uh, we're on the bat, huh? Yeah. So some synth synth parts are goofy. Apollonia, you know. Thank you. <laughs> could have found anyone else for that. Dennis could have done a better job. I probably could have falsettoed better on that track. Yeah. I don't know how to spin a knot at your mansion. 
That's the best Thank part of that you. song. It is the that best part of that song. That cracks those lyrics like, oh, you don't care if you it, spend it, the that's night the best in my, part, my mansion. That's the best part of that song in spite of yeah. who's singing it. Yeah. Um, Take Me With You. That's that's kind of what I wrote. I Would Die For You. It's kind of the same thing over and over and over until it ends. Uh, The only other thing I have for the bad... Hang on, hang on. Let me... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With Take Me With You, I just want to say... Uh, there are parts like I think of the song as a duet when Apollonia starts singing the lead and then Prince goes to the backing vocals they don't really sync up like they don't sound good together and uh, like when Prince is singing the lead and she's in the background it sounds fine and then they switch and it's like it's it's kind of a dumpster fire it is a little (laughs) off the back half it's a little weird yeah I do and again I do like that song it's a fun song like it's a I I don't I'm not here trashing Really, all everything on this album is pretty good. Yeah, but that that one and I would die for you. I would die for you is just filler. Baby, I'm a star is kind of filler, but that one's that one's kind of funky and cool. I'm about to fill you with lead, boy. Fucking try it. I'm right here, dude. Uh, and just overall, the album's pretty dated. I think just just due to the instrumentation of it, it's not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, but it is something that could be a turnoff. It's so so eighties. Yeah, there are plenty of classic albums that you know exactly what era they were recorded in. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And I like it. Uh, I think most people today would listen to this and go, eh, that's funny. You know, unless they're unless it's in a nostalgic way, they're not, or a ironic way, they're yeah, not going to take this seriously. I can see a lot of people listening to this ironically. Yeah. Thinking ironically. it's kind of corny. A lot of people our age, like there's a resurgence of 80s and 90s stuff. Oh, yeah. They, they're like eighty sounding music is really big right now. Yeah, it's cool now, but um, in an ironic way, you know, people people think that shit's silly. I do not. I think it's pretty cool. I think some of the synthesizer sounds could have been dialed in a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe the synthesizer riffs could have been a little more nuanced. Um, but that's really all I have for the bad. There's nothing, you know, I think the vocals are, are all incredible. Um, all the instrumentation's great. Uh, it's just, yeah, just those things that I said that I'm not going to say again. Should we move on to Nick's famous section, the bad? Why don't we do that? All right. So this record was pretty hard for me to get through. Um, really? really? Yeah. I, uh, this is going to be a famous section. <laughs> I hate to be the... Nick, show some respect. I know. I hate to be... I really do hate to be the negative one because I feel like I really You're tried. you back. Uh, I mean, I've been sprinkling my opinions. I mean, we must have been talking about the songs. I mean, like... Audience, hey, I look, I'm, this is the first time his eyes have lit up this whole time. <laughs> Here's a suggestion. <laughs> Don't be the negative one. Be the beautiful one. Who's? I just want to say, if you guys hear what? fireworks right now, it's fireworks, dude. Oh, it's fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. It's, it's, the, it's the third of July. July. Yeah. Third of July, undisclosed year, but there are fireworks. Yep. Yeah. Excuse I, the f works. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I really tried, um, with the record. Um, but I think to, to me over, (laughs) 
over half of it is in one ear out the other for me really yeah uh the four songs that i mentioned that i liked are like the only ones that i really liked i mean like and i wouldn't even say that i like really really liked most of them i mean like i I just enjoyed it have you seen the movie i have (laughs) seen the movie i don't remember much of it did any of it make Um, you horny i mean yeah but (laughs) (laughs) this is a fun reversal of last time where i was the only one who wasn't too hot on it you know yeah i mean too much fun i don't know i i don't want to get like too specific because i've already said things about the songs i mean like um i just want to say like you know in general like for my taste it's a little too slick and synthetic in like a way that i don't really like i mean excuse me i don't a third of this album was recorded live i know yeah that sounds dumb bitch shit you just said it sounds (laughs) i I don't know i just don't really like it um a lot of it feels backgroundy and repetitive and maybe that's because it's was meant to be integrated in with a movie i mean like that would make sense i think um a lot maybe just going into what you're talking about backgroundy most of these songs you'll hear at the supermarket besides like darling nikki yeah you know this is just shit that's been in the background our entire lives it was kind of bizarre it's like fleetwood mac i know you i like fleetwood mac but it's it's commonplace i tried to listen to rumors and i was like oh these songs yeah (laughs) this whole album is these songs that's what this album was for me like putting it on i was like oh shit i've heard all of this before sorry but i've never like listened to it you know oh yeah i mean like like i said this is the only prince album that i own and again i'm not i'm not trying to be mean like i really tried to like it it's just that listening to it intently now i can see why like i never really went back i just don't really enjoy it uh, i mean it's it's i mean put it plainly i mean we just said the thing about you know music being subjective earlier i mean like it's it's just not for me um i mean like in terms of like i, I don't know negatives about the album specific it's it's hard for me to even rate it too because like I was just talking about the movie thing like should you rate it as like a as the music itself or do you rate it as like the whole project or I've, I mean like what I've never like seen I, the movie I like leave the movie out of it well I mean in that case I just I just don't really like it I mean like I don't, do you like it more with the movie included in the package I think the with the idea it of digestible it, with the idea of it being intently made um to like with it with the the vision of like okay they're gonna hear this but they're gonna be watching the movie as well i think it would make a bit more sense to me that's why i think it's kind of backgroundy because a soundtrack would be a bit more backgroundy because it's not the primary focus of a movie but like i i don't know i just um the, the movie is very centered around his music though yeah like he performs the songs on stage for the most part like it's it's like a focal part it's not it's not like uh, uh i don't know like the blade runner soundtrack where it's in the background yeah like no I, the, the songs I, are the movie yeah i get i get that i just you know it just i don't know it just for the most part doesn't really work for me um i don't know i mean i'm i'm not a prince fan 
I'd even go as far as to say as I'm, I, 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 I don't really get it. <laughs> I mean, like I, it, it's, I just. I I'm halfway get it. I, I don't. I, I know what you're saying like this is weird shit. It's, it's not even that. I'm just like, whoa, it's too weird for me. Like it, it's just like. I mean, it's. I don't get what, if you're what listening, people really see in it. Like, if you're listening with, if you're listening and you, aren't in the mindset, of who this dude is, it's silly. It's like it's weird. It's yeah. like I said. It sounds like an alien approximating Earth music. It's the David Bowie effect. Makes it so yeah. cool to me. Yeah. Is like let's not drag David Bowie into this. No, I'm I, the D I, I like David Bowie. I it, you know whatever. if you're listening just... to this out of time, out of context, and all you know is all you have is this album. You put it in. You go, what the fuck is happening? Like this isn't good. That was how I felt when the when the intro started. I was like, oh. Oh, this is silly. And then let's get crazy starts, and I'm like, oh, this fucking rules. Yeah, you know, you've if you don't, yeah, if if you don't like it, you don't like it. It is. I don't feel like with Prince as a artist. I feel like I don't see like the magic that everyone else sees, and that's not to say that I couldn't, because the dude has fucking forty albums. I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced. There's a Prince album that I would really like and really enjoy. Let me recommend it. His second album, self-titled. Check that one out. Okay. I would. I'm not like this. Self-titled by Prince. This doesn't like turn me off of the idea of listening to Prince because, like, like I said, it's ob- He obviously has a very varied and storied career, and it's obviously special because so many people love him. I just have not found that. You need At least, to and, and this being the only thing that I've ever really heard from Prince, besides a select song here or there. The, and the, like, I've listened to quite a bit of 1999. That album's pretty sweet. You should listen to that one. I think a lot of the appeal is his charisma and the person that he is. Well, which, he was like which, a fashion icon and shit yeah. like that. Like, and and that, I mean, that is yeah. like David Bowie. It draws a lot of people that don't care about the music. Yeah. They like Prince. They like David Bowie. They don't give a shit about who wrote these songs or what they sound like. But they're catchy to their ears, and that that does create a a scene around this person that 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 uh, kind of idol worship thing that does you, you've got to brush that out of your mind and kind of just listen to it. And I'm not saying that you haven't, but I do get what you're saying. Like if you listen to this and you don't get it, you don't understand the hype. Then you know if you don't like the style of music. I, I will jump in on that. Prince was a a pop culture icon, and when you remove all that and just listen to him musically, I mean, like, don't look at the music videos, don't, you know, focus on what's going on other than the sounds coming off of the vinyl or the CD or however you're listening to it. As much as I love Prince, he's overrated. Like, there, there there's no way around it. Like, he just is. I That's hard for me to say. I think he's great. I think. I think that anybody who obviously the person Prince has become a bigger name than bigger than his music. Same just because thing with, he's such same a thing with Bowie. Yeah, he's I such mean, a personality. Like, you know, yeah, but I haven't heard a lot of Prince albums. I guess this shit's pretty good. You know, like he deserves recognition as a musician. <laughs> no, he's, and he plays I, all these instruments. I'll I'll speak more to that when we when we go into like the you know the overall type wrap up thing with our scores and stuff but like i mean 
I, like I said, just with the album or trying to focus on on the album at hand, like I just, um, I mean, yeah, that's the that's the gist of it. I just, it's not really for me, even just looking at it from a solely musical perspective. Like it doesn't hit any like extravagant buttons to me. Um, like I said, there are songs that I like. Um, there's parts that I think are really good. I think the musicianship is great, but like it's just it's nothing that I would like ever put on again by myself like if I didn't have to I mean at least like I said maybe without the context of some other albums that maybe I will like eventually it's just that I've never this is the only deep dive I've ever done into Prince and and it just it's not doing it for you I think I think uh, maybe this is going into overall but I think if if he doesn't strike you, if you don't relate to this music in some part of your personality, you don't ever go like, oh, yeah, like, oh, this shit's fucking awesome. You know, this dude's cool. Yeah. This music, this song rocks. Then, yeah, it is just a thing. I don't get it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that I feel like I have the inability to get it. It's more just like it hasn't hit me in that way yet. Yeah. Like, I haven't found it, his material that would make me feel that way about him. Like, see, I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to, I almost don't want to listen to more because I don't, I really don't think it'd be better than this. I feel like, I don't know if it'd be better in terms of like, but I, but I can guarantee just with the sheer volume of albums he has that it'll be different. Yeah. Like, so that's why I'm saying I might like it. And you you can tell the dude's a true artist. Like he, he evolved. I do. I like Raspberry Beret. I like Little Red Corvette, you know, I like I like other stuff I've heard, but then I've heard, I heard that Love Symbol album. Mm-hmm. That was not, you know, it was, that didn't tickle my pickle. Would you say, Dennis, this is his best album that you've heard? I'd say it's between this one and then two others. What are the other two? Uh, I really like the album after this one, Around the World in Today. He kind of gets a little bit of like late 60s psychedelic with it. I really enjoy that. Um, Sign of the Times, his first double album in the late 80s. Uh, that was the album right after Revolution disbanded. That one's also very, very good. Um, is it, I is just, that the one where like his face is like in the corner and he's kind of like, like looking off and there's like a bunch of like collage, kind of like, like of a stage? It, is it really dark? Yeah. Yes. It's like kind of brown. It. Yeah. That album's great. Um, I just haven't inherent like dislike for double albums i just think they're overindulgent too long and it's just kind of why so fair but yeah i mean that's that's about it for wrapping up for my bad i mean you know the rest would just be going into my overall thoughts you really brought the whole thing down nick i didn't mean can i inject some levity into it i I waited for the bad Another thing. Another thing. You were so quiet the whole time. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. What's going on? I mean, like, what am I gonna say? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that didn't like it. Another oh. thing. Oh uh, yeah, that one. I didn't like that one either. And now we know if Nick's quiet, it means he doesn't like it. Something about I think let's that's get just, crazy. That's the format of this. Someone's gonna be stewing with things the whole time. <laughs> if just, I oh, really I mean, don't, I fucking hate I, this. I, I will say if this if this counts at all, like I, I like wrecked myself the last two weeks like one because it was hard for me to really like put it on and listen to it again but two like 
I genuinely felt bad for not really liking it. Like, you know, I, I like wanted to like it. Hey, you hey brother, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't like an album I pick. I don't care. Well, no, I, I wasn't worried about that because I know that you, you know, you, you're tough skins, you know, There's, but like, but I'm saying, I, you know, it's I just like, I, I really wanted to because it's, it's the Prince has it, that stigma about him. It's like, you know, I feel like everybody sees something I don't. I have a lot more context. Like, like, uh, the other day, Nick and I were texting, and we were talking about typo negative. Texting, and he was uh-huh. like, yeah, we, we're on the texting level. But we were talking about typo negative, and he was like, damn it, man, I'm trying to listen to Purple Rain right now. And that makes a lot more sense that, like, he He's really didn't want to. I was having to force myself. <laughs> uh, but I just want to say real quick, before I forget, something about the, like, part of uh, Let's Get Crazy Sounds like the chase music from a pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> Another very, very specific reference. Doesn't it kind of sound like a pup named Scooby Doo music? I have no fucking clue. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen that show in 10 years. It's what I'd years. imagine it, it sounded like, though. For sure. Yeah. Was it something like that? Yeah, it sounds like, like fun 60s teenagers. <laughs> pup named Scooby Doo or actual Scooby Doo? A pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> Yes. Like I was saying, children's music. There's some Wouldn't, quality about this song. It sounds like children's music. They were 60s teenagers in Scooby-Doo. They were probably 50s kids in Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Well, it was actually said in the 80s. Pup Named Scooby-Doo? I think so. That it's was the a, original. That came out in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it was the original. <laughs> okay. It came out in the 90s, but it was before I liked it Scooby-Doo. before they went to What's New Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo Where Are You, honestly. I like the original Pup Named Let's not get this deep into Scooby-Doo lore. I love Scooby-Doo. I do, too. The I really, I really, really love Scooby-Doo. Shout out to Scooby-Doo and Tom and Jerry for helping me through my childhood. Every time I can't remember the lyrics to All a the song, times. my brain superimposes Scooby-Doo as the lyrics and just makes the word Scooby-Doo fit to the vocal melody. I want to thank both Hannah and Barbara <laughs> up there in the sky looking down on us. Barbara, never got the credit. <laughs> always second fiddle. What's what's the opposite of a shout out? Is it a shout in? A shout in. A shout a shout in, in to um, the newer Scooby Doo series where Simple Plan did the opening song. What's new Scooby Doo? Yeah, we're coming after you. That Never needed to hear that. Badass. Not a bad I'm with show, you on the first part. This guy's some bad. fucking double bass. Okay. It's like, you know, the we got a sound and Mr. Yeah, okay. all right, all right. They put him like a DV. Look at that, look at that, look at that. <laughs> Just a blast beat. And with that, we get into our overall. This is where we go over our overall thoughts. Yeah, we, we rank bring, the album and we put it in our... Bring it home. We score it. Bring it on home. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, audience. We have no charisma or ability to be a podcast. Um... I just like to open this section with saying one of my notes is Prince makes very silly sounds. Yes. Are you doing overall? Are you just starting overall? You going back to the good? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to steal Dennis's thunder. But okay. Um, Prince makes you always say that voice. before he said it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, won't you? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, my overall, um, just things I noticed uh, after the album concluded. 
uh, I would say the B side of the album is near perfect and it is a huge improvement from the A side. Um, I really like that the final three tracks were recorded live. I think that's unique. Um, I would say it's also arguably his best work. Uh, the, the movie also adds to the appeal to me. Uh, there's a motion picture that goes along with it, and that's like a you know it's a fun little thing. What is what is the movie called? Uh, I think it's called Purple Rain. Yeah, is that does it have anything to do with the album, Purple Rain? No, uh, the movie's actually. <sighs> we can move on from that joke. <laughs> Let's start this bad. fucking podcast over. <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I would say it is arguably the best original soundtrack to a movie that I've probably ever heard. Um, I don't really know what else even competes with it. Um, but Lord of the Rings soundtrack is pretty okay. good. The if, girls are easy. If soundtrack. Blue Oyster Cult Fire of Unknown Origin counts for what? No. They, they technically wrote that. I could be wrong. I've heard that they wrote that for the movie Heavy Metal, and then they only they didn't take it. Didn't that, well, that doesn't count like if they didn't years. take it. What? If they didn't use it for the for the soundtrack for the movie, that doesn't count. I, okay. I, I could see that. That's, that's law. It was written as a soundtrack, though. <laughs> is that the law? That makes so much more sense, though, because the lyrics on that album are fucking weird. It sounds like a story. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, John Lord, a story in rock. <laughs> that that's after, a, that's a continuing joke from our last episode. I'm mad at him. Thanks for listening, guys. R.I.P., though. Nick has shit to talk yeah. on a dead man. <laughs> uh, Nick, the bad person. Oh, I'm not going to say his last name. <laughs> um, yeah, going into the more negative aspects of it. Um, I don't really care for the mixing of the album that much. I think it could be better. Uh, the guitar solos are kind of quiet a lot of the time, and I really wish they were louder. There's also some percussion that's too quiet like i can't remember exactly which song it is but there's some like tom fills and i'm pretty sure it's songs that uh prince performs all the instruments and you can just like barely hear them they're just like little papa so prince is very talented but he's kind of a shitty drummer yeah um (laughs) i I remember reading an article about prince where it was talking about like he's a multi-instrumentalist and he's mastered the guitar and he's mastered this instrument and that instrument and then it says he's mastered the drums now anybody who knows anything about drumming and listens to prince's music uh you can tell that he's a pretty subpar drummer he's just not great would you say he's better than abbott from immortal another very specific reference it's because we had that argument about that (laughs) uh I suppose he's better because he can keep time. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to ask, have you listened to the uh, the remastered version of this album? I have not picked that up yet. I listened, so I listened to the album again today, this morning. Um, the remastered mer- version sounds incredible. Uh, I noticed a whole lot of things that I hadn't noticed before. And every other time I'd listened to this was on headphones, so I could hear everything. But this time I listened to it on my speakers, uh, remastered, and it was... It was very good. Okay, I've I've picked up like the deluxe remastered version of 1999, and I was pretty disappointed with it. Uh, I didn't think the bonus CD offered really anything worth paying extra for, uh, so I, I'm kind of afraid that the Purple Rain's going to be the same way. Um, 
But yeah, I'll probably Dennis still pick it up. Dennis has been hurt before. Yeah. Uh, the album is definitely a timeless classic, but it's also blatantly 80s. Like, you wouldn't think this was recorded in any other era. It's just the way it sounds. It is what it is. Um, it's it's dated. It's great, but it is dated. Um, uh, like I said earlier, I could do without Darling Nikki. I could cut that song and I really wouldn't care. Um, and just something about Prince as a performer, uh, he can get very perverted with his lyrics. He's also very preachy and self-indulgent. And those are just kind of drawbacks uh, pretty much about everything he did I think 1999 and on. I think that's... Uh... I think that's fun. I think that's the fun parts about him. He's weirdly preachy, but he's also this weird sex... You could say he was a sex fiend. He he does many things throughout his career that really rub me the wrong way. Um, I like I like, I like like looking as an outsider on this weird motherfucker. Like, oh, this dude's, this dude's kind of fucked in the head. Like, he thinks he's a weird god, but he's, he also can fucking shred and sing like a motherfucker. Like, he is good. He knows he's good. But also, like, there's some weird shit going on in his head. It does remind me of the the little story I have to tell. You want to do it right now, or you want to wait? Uh, I'll probably forget, so I might as well do it right now. <laughs> okay, go for it. Um, my stepdad works in the uh, concert industry. You should have told this when you brought it up the first time. Yeah, um, <laughs> he he was on tour with Prince and uh, Whitney Houston, um, probably like six seven years ago. And there was some sort of falling out between Prince and Whitney Houston. And and my stepdad said that whenever they would come into, uh, <clears throat> you know, they'd have like an after show drinks at the bar or whatever. Uh, Prince would come in. And if Whitney Houston came in, Prince wouldn't look at her. So she knew. Drama queen. That he was mad at her. He wouldn't make eye contact with her. He wouldn't talk to her. If he had anything to say to her, he would relay it through his like bodyguard or whatever. And I just, I love that. That that was that interaction. Just thinking of my stepdad watching Prince not look at Whitney Houston on purpose. <laughs> like, it was in my mind the whole time listening to this album. I mean, it, it's like that Dave Chappelle sketch. Yeah, <laughs> where, where, <laughs> Charlie Murphy's story about. Fuck your couch. Playing, <laughs> playing basketball. Basketball with Prince. Play basketball this, was wearing his clothes, and he's like, this making weird motherfucker. And he's like, let's get down, boys. <laughs> Call this the shirts versus the blouses. <laughs> uh, just another thing uh, about Prince. You're getting pretty long on the tooth in your overall. I just have one last thing to say. Maybe two. You better make it hot. Um, uh, I I don't really think Prince is that good of a vocalist, honestly. I don't like That's the tone of his day. voice that much. Um, he, it, I mean, if, if I have to pick, like, top singers, top oh, 100, I wouldn't put him anywhere near. That's not – that. he is a – it's like we were talking about in the last one with Ian Gillen. He's not a technical singer. He's a soul – like, the dude screams and moans. Yeah. I, I was going to say, the voice is – it totally saved the album for me. <laughs> it's it's unique expression, expressionate, I think would be the word. And it's, uh, you know, if his voice cracks and whines and it's weird, 
that's all character to it to me. I think. I just don't I like to say. I don't like the tone of his voice that much. That's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Right he, now. he sounds like, like somebody. The end of this, you love this album so much. I do. I, he he's not one of my favorite singers. Uh, a lot of the times when he's not oh. wailing and he's just doing like. I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites, but I, I don't, I don't, I would never say he's bad. I'm not saying he's bad either. I'm just, I'm not crazy about it, the tone of his voice. Um, he falsettos a lot. I don't really mind when he does that. Uh, the thing I do kind of mind is a lot of the times he, he sings in like this sassy way where it sounds like somebody's tickling him. He's, he's really whiny. <laughs> yeah, he's whiny. Yeah, I don't I like that. Uh, man, I, I love his voice. That, that is, that's the only reason I, I would ever listen to this music. I listen for different reasons. When he, I don't know, when he really fucking gets down, <laughs> when he gets down, he's getting down. You know, he's good. That's what they say about Prince. That's, you know, if you <laughs> open any that. magazine. That's what I've heard for years, actually. Perhaps. Any magazine article about Prince, it says when Prince gets down, you know, he gets down. But don't capital, say he's, the second time is capital. He yeah. gets down. Yeah, I'd say he's not down. Who is dinging? That's you, Ding Dong. It's literally you. It, it literally is not. There's no fucking way. It is not. Not me. It's not me. My phone's in silent. My phone's in the other room. So it's you, Ding Dong. And it also came from the area right where your phone was. Uh, for those listening, Brett my is Ding Dong. My entire life. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, <laughs> Dennis, what would your rating be? Uh, yeah, so as much as I love the album, I think it has some clear flaws, but it's pretty great, so I give it an 85. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a score. What a score. What a score. Why don't we move on clockwise down the table? Um, I'll, just, I'll just read verbatim. My first note is, man, this rules. Um, it's so good. It's so fun. It's creative. Uh, it's just a... I just had a really good time listening to this album, except for, like I said, I do not like the beautiful ones. That song was a drag for me. Um, Baby, I'm a star, kind of drag too, and and the first half of Darling Nikki. Those songs, I still like them, but they're definitely not my favorites. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to add besides I really, really, really liked this album. It was really fun. I just had a good time, and you know, Purple Rain is one of the greatest songs ever written. Um. So yeah, uh, my rating for this, I'm I'm about to shame Dennis. I gave this a 92. Wow, wow, that's I the highest score you've given. Absolutely, it is the of our one given. episode. Indeed, and and there are two secret episodes <laughs> that you listeners will never get the pleasure of hearing. Yeah. No. So uh, for me, this is a party classic. This isn't something that I will put on all the time for myself, but if it comes on, I'll enjoy it. I'll get down like the great Prince. Like Prince once does. Got down. Yes. That's what I've heard. Um, I've actually heard that Prince gets down. Party classic for all. Everybody except for Nick likes this. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot wrong with this. Even the even the songs I don't like, I can still get down to. Even yeah. if I didn't uh, Take Me With You, goofy, but that's probably the song I've heard and listened to the most because it's so funny. Like, I think that's why I like it the most is because it's so goofy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong song. with that, really. Yeah. 
that's the thank uh, you it it to me is not uh excellence in songwriting or musicianship but it's good you know it's good and it's fun this whole album's fun classic this is, this is a classic it's a everyone should listen to this i gave it an 80 okay this is looking like a pretty high score before nick tanks it uh, just skip right to your score nick <laughs> uh, prince all right just say stinky i admi- i admire prince i genuinely do um one thing that i actually think of uh when I think of Prince and all the stories and all, everything like that. He's a pile of dog shit. No, 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 no. no. I actually um, really respect Prince and I especially love his, uh, I guess, no compromise attitude when it comes to his art. And I, and, I, and I say art in the truest sense because I do believe that Prince is an artist. And would you, I, would you say he was formally known? Oh yeah, but as as a as a prince, formally then presently, then formally again because he died. Yeah, I love that he would go into any form, any medium, or whatever he wanted to do, and do it the way that he wanted to. That's so commendable and awesome to me. That, but when we're talking about the album. <laughs> um, you know, I had, like I said before, um, he's he's a great musician and songwriter. I just have not heard anything by him that has really caught me. I do believe that there is a Prince album or albums that I would really enjoy, possibly even make me a fan. You know, um, wait, but this album has always kept me from really looking so even like the title track you don't really care for i i mean i like that's one of the ones i like but i mean it's a little meandering to me Hmm. um see i'm opposite like i'm afraid to i'm afraid to listen to more because i don't think you'll be as fun as this i feel like i would like something else of his a lot more i just I, i feel like that at least if i if i ever care to venture you know um but, um, you know, like I said, I really want to like this. It's just plain not really for me. And over half of it comes in at meandering and somewhat mediocre to my ears. Um, it has hints of greatness in the musicianship and the songwriting, but it's not enough for me as an entire package. And like I said before as well, with the exception of a couple tracks, I don't think I'd ever really want to listen to a lot of this again, unless if it was, you know, being played at a party or something like that. Um, so I went with a, uh, uh, 63. 63. Wow. That's honestly, that's the lowest score so far. That's a D minus Nick. It's not how I rate things, but that is how ratings work. Okay. So, uh, can we get a drum roll please? That did not sound good as a drum roll, but that puts Purple Rain at an 80 out of 100. 80 out of 100. What uh, what was our last one? Our last one 
Machine Head, was. Deep Purple Machine Head. Our last and only one, technically. Machine Head's Deep Purple was... <laughs> we should have had this ready. 84.75. 84.75. So, so that puts Purple Rain as puts Purple the Rain second best album of all time. Also known as the worst album of all time. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'd agree. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do we feel about that, boys? I want to say... Thank you. I didn't take it too hard. Kind of giving me the impetus to finally listen to this album. You're welcome. So, I've got more suggestions. If I'm you, not if you just to want them. to skip your pick well, and let me why pick don't again, we just, we'll take the suggestions when you make us listen to the albums. Four more albums now, from now. You mean three? Three. It'll be three, three more. Three more. Well, technically in four. If Uno, this is one, dos, trace. If this was one, then one, two, three. But I, but I picked this one, so it's it's three. All right, all right. Um, this is so, semantics. So I guess uh, my turn is next. Do you guys want to take a wild guess at what classic album I would pick? Fleetwood a Mac. Wild guess. A wild guess. Fleetwood Mac. Which one? I don't know. Rumors. Fleetwood Mac by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, the self-titled. We're guessing. This is a guess. You're what wrong I'm... so far. Or what? You're wrong so far. Nick's the, Nick's, Nick's the only one that's guessed. You're not wrong on the band. Jailbreak by Thelma I'm not Sons. wrong on the band. <laughs> no, it's, it's a Fleetwood Mac album. It's, it's, guess. Rumors. No. Give us hints. I bought it at Walmart for $5. Tusk? Oh, you bought it at Walmart? I remember that. I was with you. Are you serious? I was with you. I was being I listened to a song from it on YouTube. Tusk? On my phone. And I thought, this is dope. So I bought it. Can you guys guess? I'm going to go with Tango in the Night. It is Tango in the Night. Wow, 10 points for Dennis. Yes. Tango in the night. So I'm going to give some of those points to Nick for guessing Fleetwood Mac. For all of our... I'm very proud But of I you. was going to guess that anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, it was for pretty all, obvious. For all of our listener out there, uh, we're going to be... our listener. Oh, yeah, isn't that <laughs> a funny, funny way to spend that? That is funny. Thank we're you, gonna, Kyle, for listening to us. We're going to spend, be spending the next week or two listening to Tango in the Night by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, you Do you know, want to listen along? You can hear our opinions together. Where's this going? Uh, yes. We're going to listen to this and we're going to do an episode on Tango in the Night. Also, I want to say, if anybody is listening, wherever we have this up, thanks. feel free. Thank you for listening, for one. Also, feel free to suggest. Let us know what you feel and suggest other albums for us to Tell me how do. full of shit I am for not liking Purple Rain. You're going to get death threats. Sure. Yeah, okay. From me. Tell us how stupid we are. <laughs> From Weird Prince fans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think that just about wraps it up. I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. You guys have any final words? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>